direct from Music City, this is live from Nashville on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Miss Dolly Parton and Jolene. Joining me is my lovely co-host, my wife, my better half, Mary Kay. Hey, Mary Kay. Hello. We'll say something so else. To... <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to join you on this show. We've got a couple of really great artists lined up to visit with. I'm very excited. Well, I'm excited about our guest as well. So we've got Sally Barris that's going to be joining us for the first part of the show. And then an old friend, Mr. Sam Gay, will be joining us to kind of wrap things up. But you actually are at the Potato Festival in Escalante, Utah mm-hmm. today performing. Yeah. So yep. what the heck is a potato festival? <laughs> it's the Wild Potato Festival, Gary Holt. It's the Wild Potato Festival. (laughs) Well, Escalante, um, back in the day when um, the first, um, I guess, 
white settlers that came, kind of came into the valley, the very remote region of, of central southern Utah. And um, there was native wild potatoes growing all along the Escalante River. And um, so that the valley became known as Potato Valley. And somebody said, y'all, that's not a great name. And so they changed it to Escalante. But um, they still celebrate every year the wild potatoes and um, that grew there in that valley, and they have a they have a potato salad contest. Really? And wow. uh, yeah, and I am going wow. to be performing there, so I'm excited. Well, that will be fantastic. So I think your show is at six o'clock Mountain Time. So if anybody is mm-hmm. in the Utah area, they'd like to go to a potato festival, stop by and hear Mary Kay perform this evening at uh, 6 p.m. your time. Uh, And I kind of got tickled because you said Escalante, and that's the way I pronounce it, and you told me I'm supposed to say Escalante. So you have become a true Nashvilleian. (laughs) That's true. Locals call it Escalante. (laughs) And then everyone from out of town calls it Escalante. Okay. All right. Unless you're from Nashville, <laughs> and then you call it Escalante. So anyway, that's my southern thing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we've got a great, great show today. We're going to have a lot of fun visiting with Sally Barris, and I'm going to really enjoy our conversation with her. And then later on, Sam Gay, as I mentioned before, will be joining us. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Sally. It's one called Sweet Companion. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Miss Sally Barris today on Live from Nashville. Leads come the distance Through the wind and rain Left some heartbreaks In the dust These wheels keep on turning Burning like our love Ain't no stopping For us A
a beautiful voice. We've got a wonderful artist with us today. Sally Barris is an A-list Nashville songwriter, and she's had um, artists such as Kathy Matea, Martina McBride, Leanne Womack record some of her songs, and she also has been a Grammy nomination um, artist with her song Let the Wind Chase You, recorded by Tricia Yearwood and Keith Urban. Please welcome to Live from Nashville, our guest, Sally Barris. How are you, Sally? And it's great to be here today. Thanks for having me. Oh, we, well, it is great to so have thrilled. you. Yeah, great to have <laughs> you. And it's kind of kind of funny because as we were talking before the show, we have a lot of common friends that are in Colorado and California as well as people here in, in Tennessee. So, man, it's a small, small world, isn't it? It really is. It, it never ceases to amaze me. Well, when you do music and you do horses like we do, you find out that they intersect, and and it and it really is a small it is a small small world, and uh, and so we're just great having you with us today. So tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? How did you get started in music? Oh, gosh. Well, I grew up in a little town called Chaska, Minnesota, and my dad introduced me to music at a really young age. He he loved the country music from a different era, what we would call retro country, I guess now, but he loved Johnny Cash, um, Marty Robbins, Roger Miller, and he always had hee-haw on. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. That. That was, so... You know, um, and he always had music playing. And one of the things that I'm so grateful for is he played a lot of world music, too, before I even understood what the term world music meant. So we always had, like, Hawaiian steel guitar music or Spanish guitar, French zither. I mean, I was exposed to a lot of music at a really young age. And the story goes, when I was five, he handed me a ukulele and just said, here, learn this. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's quite a story. Quite a bit of an exposure to a variety of music as well. So that's, that is so cool. So how did you end up in Nashville? Well, um, I, I, long story short, I, I wound up playing in bluegrass bands in Minnesota, okay. um, and I I loved bluegrass music. When I say bluegrass now, you have to say you have to add newgrass to that term because we just kind of did what we wanted to. We just played it on a, a yeah. banjo and a mandolin and a guitar, you know. <laughs> right, <laughs> um, right. Bluegrass, <laughs> and it's bluegrass. And I also started writing songs um, just because. You know, from growing up and staring at records all my life, I was always intrigued by these names of these people behind the songs. And I thought, well, that's cool. I'd like to do that for a living if I could. <laughs> wow. Um, and so after I played in bands and we, we went out and we actually won the Telluride Bluegrass Festival contest with my oh, little wow. band. We were called Northern wow. Hospitality. And I just kept making more and more connections. And we finally... You know, we drove to Colorado and back. We were crazy back then. You just get in the car and drive at that age. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we drove, to, we drove to Nashville and 
we walked into Douglas Corner. Now, you have to understand, I'm just from a small town in Minnesota, and we walked into Douglas Corner, and it was packed. And uh-huh. in the middle of the room, it was an in the round. And I, I can't remember all of the people playing there that night, but one of them was Gary Burke. And I thought wow. I had died and gone to songwriter heaven because <laughs> I had never seen anything <laughs> like this before where people were celebrating the person behind the song on the radio. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. I just thought, this is amazing. I've never seen this before. I didn't even know it existed. And then and there I made the decision, I don't care what I have to do. <laughs> well, I do care what I have to do, but I mean, <laughs> I, just, I, I wanted to spend the rest of my life in pursuit of writing these amazing songs that people were writing. There yeah. you have it. There you yeah. go. There you so, go. There you go. Well, welcome yeah. to Nashville. How many years ago was that? <laughs> oh, no, I was four. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a baby. We're about the same age then. Yeah, we'd be about the same age then, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm much older okay. than you are. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's been a while, and I've seen I've seen Nashville change a lot. Um, but it, but the one thing that has remained is the strong community of songwriters and how important the song is here. And that's what keeps me here. The, the people and music. Such a amazing town. I mean, I think of it as what. Paris is to painters or what New York is to actors. Like Nashville is a really unique place for a songwriter to live because that's all we do here. We just write songs. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. we're going to get to another song. And so tell us about okay. Then There Was You. Oh, well, I wrote that for my husband. Oh, um, wow. Romantic. Kind of a love song. You know, I want to, can I just say something really quick about the first song that you played? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The first song I wrote with Jesse Alexander and John Stewart, John Randall, and they're singing harmony. And that song was recorded by Darren and Brooke Aldridge, a fabulous duo. Wow. I love Sweet Companion. It's kind of my ode to the road, touring with the ones you love song. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to say those yeah. things. And then there was you, that's just a, a love song to my husband. What can I say? <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a listen to the love song to your husband. What's his name? His name is Sam. All right. Sam. Sam, Sam. Sam Another is very popular. Sam. <laughs> Sam Gay is on the show. Our dog is Sam. Yeah, so our this dog is, is Sam. Sam. Then there and was I, you. This is Sally Bears. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go.
placement is just so beautiful you're um i love in your bio it says you have an expressive mountain soprano and it's just not you don't get to hear very many sopranos would you say that's true among female artists yeah i it is (laughs) and it took a long time for me to accept my voice as it was i I loved Linda Ronstead growing up, and I wanted to be her so badly. I even tried to make my hair do what her hair did. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's natural. You know, you do that. You want to be other people, and um, it's interesting. The other people that I listened to a lot were Emmylou Harris and Dolly Parton. The first song you played, and Emmy and, and Dolly both kind of helped me to accept my voice as it was and to, and how to use it. I, I really did learn how to use it from listening to them sing. Although I still have days where I want to be Linda Ronstead. So that, what, what can you say? <laughs> you can't get much better than she was, I'm telling you. I, I was she about was to say Dolly came along and her voice was very different too because she had that high, that high, um, you know, bluegrass soprano female voice. Yeah, exactly. very, very pretty. And um, I, I just your your lyrics, is this a song that you wrote on your own or was this a co-write? Okay, this is a really funny story. I wrote that by myself, but I, I was at the hair salon getting my hair done. And they have the music playing, you know. And inspiration yeah. is so funny. It, it comes through and it comes through. <laughs> so I'm sitting there listening to the music. And this song is coming in, and I'm like, um, you know, what do I do? I, I've got this melody coming in write it down. It's completely different. Well, I couldn't <laughs> write it down. Cause it, so I grabbed my phone, and while I'm at the hair salon with, you know, foil in my hair, 
I've got my phone and I'm singing into it. <laughs> Just ignore me. I'm just a songwriter. Nothing, nothing to see here, folks. Just... And I write a song uh, on my phone. But I couldn't uh, hear what I was singing because the other music was playing. So when I went home, I'm listening to this melody going, hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I have a picture. I have so a picture pretty. in my head that's kind of interesting. I've I've talked to a lot of yeah. songwriters. I've never had one tell me they had full in their hair while they were singing to their phone. Yeah, this is so a new this is a yeah. new a songwriting ex- adventure. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. It, it is, and I, I recorded that at Sam Gay's studio, home studio, and that's mm-hmm. Templeton Thompson right. singing harmony, um, and they were so instrumental in helping me put that record out. It's off a CD called Grasshopper Mile. Wow. Yes, and that's wow. your latest wow. album too, right? It is, yes. That that's is so wonderful. cool. That is so cool. I, I wanted to ask because uh, Sam and Tempe have been friends for a long, long time. And uh, how did how did you two how did you three connect? I believe it was at a songwriter's uh, in the round at a guy named Mike Williams' house a long, 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 long time ago. Okay. Um, And, you know, at that time we were all so young and just, it was so amazing to connect with other talented people and just be blown away. Like basically every time you go out and hear music in a town like this, you're just like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And so, yes, that's so I true. remember the first time I heard, yeah, when I heard Sam and Tempe, I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. And Templeton, she's, there's just no one like her. Um, so, yeah, I, and I'm just so honored and proud to call them like my soulmate friends that I've known since the beginning here of my time in Nashville. Uh, you know, I mean it's it's wonderful to move here and do music, but the but the real gem of it is the is the people you connect with and the friendships that you make, and then they end up being your your co-writers too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sadly, one of the things about uh, me bringing Mary Kay in from Utah is that uh, I had a singer songwriter that that I was friends with on Facebook, and they saw that Mary Kay and I had come back to Nashville. And so we met over in Belmede at a, where did we meet Mary Kay? Some little we restaurant. Met, we in, met at a bagel place. Mary Kay. Brooker's Bagel. Yeah, bagel place. <laughs> bagel place. And so they just hit it right off. And and so she was getting ready to record a new album. And so she invited Mary Kay to come in and record on the album with her. And so from that, we met another singer-songwriter at the studio. And uh, and they have just become closest friends, and then it's just become like they're like four or five of them now that are like, you know, if it could be the Three Musketeers times two, plus two, I guess, you know, best friends in the world. And um, oh, it's just great. amazing, amazing how close the songwriting community is in Nashville. And uh, yeah, and you pick you sure. pick two good ones to connect with. <laughs> We're going to get to another song, and this one was your Grammy-nominated song uh, that Trisha Yearwood and Keith Urban did. And uh, before we play this song, it's called Let the Wind Chase You. 
How how was the song pitched? How did you pitch the song for those two? You know, uh, just the regular channels. I was writing for Rensong Publishing at the time, and I co-wrote this with Karen Michelle. And we got it to Trisha, and the stars aligned, and I'll never forget, I was actually over at Sound Emporium working on an independent CD, and I walked by, and Trisha's producer was there and said, hey, Sally, do you want to hear your Trisha Yearwood cut? And I walked into uh, Garth's office and heard it, and I, it was just amazing. It was an amazing moment because it's so rare when this happens. And Nashville's really changed a lot. It's turned into more of an artist-writer, um, you know, where artists are writing their yeah, own material, yeah. which is yeah. which is great. I, I, you know, the pendulum, it changes. It's constantly changing. But this was a really special song to have been recorded, and especially by Trisha Yearwood because... It just she's such an amazing singer. So I'm just really thrilled to be a part of the song with my co writer, the wonderful Karen Michelle. Wow. Well it is a great song. Let's take a listen to Let the Wind Chase You and we'll be back in a moment to talk more on Live from Nashville with the very talented Miss Sally Bears. Let the road run 
Chase you at Sally Barris, and she's our special guest today on Life from Nashville. And who was singing with you on that song? I'm so glad you asked. Um, that is Ben Kyle, and he is an incredible singer-songwriter, originally from Belfast, now living in Minneapolis. And I <clears> met <throat> him when I was on the road. I was actually back home in Minneapolis, Minnesota, playing a gig, and he was one of the other guests, and he just blew me away with his songs yeah. mm-hmm. and with his voice. Yeah, he's a wonderful singer. He's so talented and, and when I met him I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I actually recorded one of his songs on that same CD. This this album's on a, this song is on an album called Wilder Girl. And I recorded a, a song of his called Fiona about the troubled times in Belfast. But he's he is a marvel. He's just, I can't say enough good things about Ben Kyle. I really wow. can't. Is he still so. touring? Well, oh, yeah, I'm sure he is. Um, yeah. Great, great song. Great. Yeah, and, and because you were talking about On the Road, uh, I have I have been tempted to start a new show called Road Stories or Stories of the Road. I don't know what title we could put on this. But we had a group of songwriters over at the house one night, and their spouses, and we were sitting around the uh, dining Gary, room table. Gary, are you there? And it, yeah, can you hear me? Get Mary Kay, can you hear me? I can hear you, babe. Hello? All right. Hello? Yeah, so we were, yeah, are you there? Yeah, Mary Kay, can you hear me okay? Hello, Gary. Okay. Yeah, I think she's I just having a bit of a problem so we're going to see if we can get this fixed and while we're working on that we're going to uh we're going to listen to another song from sally called huntington and we'll be back in just a moment i 
Sometimes happen, and so that's okay. We're glad to have you back with it's us. All right. So what I was what I was saying when you could not hear me was that uh, <laughs> we had a lot of musicians over to the house uh, a couple of months ago, and we were sitting around the dining room table, and they started telling road stories, and so you know everybody was cracking up with their stories, and I thought we need to do a show called Road Stories. And that would be so much fun. But I, I know brilliant. that you are. Oh, it'd be fun. <laughs> it'd be fun. And you were talking yeah. about the fact that John Chandler is a friend of yours, and you performed with him at his America's Soul show. And uh, John has started that soul ba- show back up again now, and he's in a different location. But um, you've been on the road. Do you have a road story that you could share with us real quickly? <gasps> For a for a for a I mean, for a general general audience now it's gonna yeah be, for general listening cling. that's right you know you know I'll tell you the road story briefly it was the ice storm have you ever driven on 81 up through Virginia to go up to like the the Washington D C area I have well, years not. ago yeah 81 is a it's a giant roller coaster is what it is giant mm-hmm. and I had an ice storm that followed me all the way up to Washington, D.C. and all the way back home. It didn't want to leave my side. It was enjoying being <laughs> <with> <laughs> on the road. <laughs> yes. And so um, the ice storm and I went all the way up to Virginia. It got I was snowed in at a couple of gigs where I had to spend the night sleeping like on a 
bench at the gig because I couldn't leave. Oh, no. And then on the way home, 81 completely froze over. And I, and, and again, now we're on a roller coaster and this is, this is before I had my own cell phone and this was before I had like AAA or any of these things or GPS. And it, I was just, you'd go to the top of the hill and you would be on sheer ice looking down. Oh, no. Well, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Scary. And I, and I would look across and see the driver in the next lane and we'd be looking at each other with this panic, like, we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to die. <laughs> And we'd go down the hill, and and finally I realized that I wasn't going to get home, and the sun was going down, and I was I was only making it about ten miles an hour, and all of these drivers pulled off at the hotel that was on the side, like all at the same time, and then we were there for a couple of days. <laughs> what? Wow! Uh, yeah, gosh. and we, you know, and so there were some musicians there, so I think there was a jam session, and I think. You know, to pass the time, we would watch trucks just drive off the road in the ice storm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'll never forget that. It was just like, like nowadays, I can't imagine getting into a car without a cell phone, much less a GPS. But there I was, oh, no. nothing. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Oh, well. Well. Oh. So my question, my question is, yeah. what song did you write after that experience? Well, let's see. I have written road songs. I'll tell you, the song you just played, Huntington River, that was about, that river is, is in Vermont. And okay. I wrote that with Mark B. Sanders, and that's John Randall singing harmony. John Randall, one of the most talented humans on this planet, is playing guitar and singing on that song. But that, that song was written after a road trip from Vermont. A, a really beautiful place, and that was a really haunting river where I told a kind of a ghost story based on a true story of someone who drowned. So that's where that came from. Oh wow! Oh, oh well, my goodness! Well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm telling you, you have been so much fun to have on the show, and uh, and you're going to have to get some more road stories. We may just have to bring you back and do a, a road story show or something. That would be a heck of a lot of fun to have you do <laughs> I would that. Love that. I love yeah, that. but uh, but for our audience around the world that's tuning in today, tell us where we can find your music and and we can see where you may be touring. Honestly, sallybarris.com has all the information. If you want to buy music, the website will direct you over to Bandcamp, where it makes it really easy to download songs. And yeah, I've been on your website. It's awesome. Oh, great. Great. It's really easy to navigate. And um, I don't have any gigs listed because I haven't been touring as much, but I do have some upcoming shows that I will put up. I'll make sure to get them up on my website. They're in Colorado. Okay. So, there's, yeah. All right. That's great. That is great. Well, Sally, thank you so much for being with us. We're going to close out this segment with another great song called I Won't Always Wait. Tell us about that one before we go. Oh, you know, I love, this is my ode to Celtic music because I love, I love ballads and everything to do with Irish and Scottish and old English ballads. So I was trying to channel my inner Irish woman from another time. <laughs> <laughs> love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. 
Well, let's take a listen. It's I Won't Always Wait. Sally Barris has been our special guest for the first half of Live from Nashville. Sally, thanks for being with us today. Yes, thank you. Bonnie Bramlett, 
and others. Please welcome our friend, Mr. Sam Gay. Hey, Sam. Hey. Hey, Gary. How are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I was kidding about not realizing you were that old. You're just a child. So. Oh, you did right. realize I was that old. <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, for our worldwide audience that may not be familiar with Mr. Sam Gay, tell us a little bit about how you got started in your music career. Well, I mean, the, you you covered a good bit of it in the in the intro there, which was very nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up in Memphis and and did music stuff around there for for a lot of years and then nashville was the next logical step and uh i moved to nashville and just absolutely felt like i'd moved home and yeah yeah uh stuck my toe into the into the songwriting pool and luckily had some success you know kind of early on and was able to um you know just keep making a living at that for a very long time as a staff writer and um as as the music business evolved and it got to where uh staff writing was way way less of a thing because people stopped buying records and started downloading stuff um yeah sort of transitioned out of the staff songwriter deal and started uh, going on tour with my wife Templeton Thompson and yeah. uh, that's been the last gosh 15 years or so i suppose um and you know we we've loaded at first we loaded up in our little toyota t100 we had some gigs in texas and we had yeah. about enough money in our bank account to buy gas to get to texas and um <laughs> hoped that when we got to texas we made enough money to put enough gas in the truck to get to the to next come back gig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, we yeah, weren't even planning that far ahead. We were just hoping for the next gig. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, but uh, mm -mm. but it's been it's been. I tell you, I think every life deserves a great adventure, and I've been blessed that kind of my whole life, especially since I met Templeton, because she is in her own right a sort of a great adventure. But um, oh, yes, so she is. yes, she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> we we have had we have had quite a great adventure over the over the last decades. Um, we've been married. We'll be have been married for twenty six years this year. You, you know, know I that old did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, you know, you stole a, you know a, a, a underage bride, I guess, when you married her. So tell, <laughs> well, tell her, Templeton Thompson. Templeton Thompson is is a great singer and songwriter. And if you're is not she? familiar with yeah. her, visit TempletonThompson.com and get familiar. But uh, yeah. and Tempe has told this story before, but I don't think you've ever gotten to tell your side of the story. So how did the two of you meet? Uh -oh. I know her side, but playing... you tell your side. Yeah, okay. Well, her side's probably right. more colorful, but um, I, I was don't know. playing. A, uh, I had a gig in Nashville at this place called Jack's Guitar Bar, which was a kind of a semi-happening uh, singer-songwriter joint at the time. And um, I was playing there. I actually had a bunch of old buddies that I'd gotten together, and we were doing a band thing there, and I was fronting the band. I, I toyed with um, pursuing the artist thing for about five minutes 
and soon realized <laughs> that I was way more comfortable with my name in the fine print. Like, but anyway, <laughs> so she showed up one night with a mutual friend of ours, and she was looking for a guitar player, not me, but she was looking for the guy that was playing guitar with me. And yeah. uh, oh. I saw I saw her in the crowd and didn't say a word because I was a bit bashful. And uh, so she hired my buddy, and I found out when they were going to rehearse, and I showed up at his house. And we started <laughs> hanging out that night <laughs> and wound up, I guess, six months later. And, we, and at first, you know, we're just great friends for a long time. And then we signed up to do this tour in France where we were going to uh-huh. us and, and two other folks um, were in France for like four weeks and just playing gigs. And it was like a sister cities thing. So we played all over Normandy and uh, points from between Normandy and Paris, just in that area. And, you know, after about two weeks of, of, thousand-year-old cobblestone streets and French wine and all those people speaking French. It was kind of all over. We, <laughs> oh, how romantic. Uh, we went over there, friends, and came back in love. And uh, <laughs> then we were back there exactly one year later on the same tour, and I proposed to her over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you like that story, oh, Mary Kay? That is a great story. <laughs> well, and the proposal in France sounds really romantic, but here's the thing. I was being strategic because I proposed about halfway through the trip, so I knew there was a pretty good shot that she would say yes because if she didn't, she'd be super uncomfortable for that last two weeks <laughs> of the trip. Oh, that, this is so true. So I think oh, I'd get a temporary yeah. <laughs> Wow! 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 We'll have to we'll have to share a story that we uh, that we learned from a friend yesterday. Uh, we went out to the San Antonio Taco Company over across from Vanderbilt, yeah, and, and met yeah. a met a fellow that I knew from Utah that came in, and he uh, he was a street musician in France oh, wow. for a while, and uh, and then this young lady was a singer, and so. She, he and she, was it just the two of them for a while, would go back to yeah. Paris for a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, and perform on the streets. And then they started, they added another guy, and so then they started playing at these five-star hotels. And, uh, oh, wow. He, pro- he proposed to her, and she wouldn't give him an answer. And he, he finally... You know, it's like almost like your story, except she just wouldn't give him an answer. And finally, they were dressed up. And what was the music that was playing? And and um, the way you look tonight. Anyway, yeah. The way you look Man, tonight. That's and a she was all, all I just... <laughs> yeah, all dressed up. And she finally said, "I have an answer for you." And she said, "Yes." And so that was twenty some odd years ago as well. So anyway, Paris yeah. must have that effect on people. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, great story, you know, Sam. I, great story. I just I don't think I considered that outcome because if I had I probably would have chickened out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Hey, we gotta get to some of your music now, okay? So uh oh, awesome. this is this is the window is it rod? The window rod? Or the, no, just no, the window. No, no. What is uh, this? Yeah, the song is called The Window. It's uh and I, you got 
like it's a basically I'm I'm breaking every cardinal rule of every every musician artist person. I'm sending you stuff that's not completely finished, mixed, and all that stuff because it's what I had. But I'm working on okay. a project right now. And all right. uh, so what's the project? Yeah, what's the project? The process. Yeah. Well, the project is going to be uh, an album that I'm doing, and the album is called Johnny the Astonishing Human Cannonball. Um, oh, wow. Which is a whole other thing. <laughs> ah. And <laughs> I, I'm usually, um, like I said before, I'm usually the guy in the fine print, uh, in the dark, in the background, out of focus. That's where I do my best work and I'm most comfortable, you know. And I just – you know, I've written songs over the years that have that have sort of been favorites of mine, and I've never sat down and recorded them. And I finally decided, well, I'm by golly going to do that. And so I've got it's ten or twelve songs I think that that I'm finishing up for a project for that project. And uh, all right, it hopefully will be out this summer. We'll see. It's uh, I'm all like right. the I'm like the shoemaker, you know. I, I have a studio at the house and. It seems like I've always got some other project I'm working on other than mine, but then but yours gets put on the back on. burner. Okay. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, this is a but, great uh, song. I love this. And so let's take a listen to the window. It's Sam Gay. And he is our special guest today on live from Nashville. Washed in the 
colors of this simple stained panes of glass. And it's her hollered fire brimstone and whispered prayers of lost hope and songs about promises that last. Saints and sinners have been washed in the colors of this simple stained panes of glass. And it's her hollered Whispered prayers and lost hope And songs about promises that last That's The Window And from our guest, our artist guest today, Sam Gay Sam, I just, um, I had something completely else that I wanted to ask you, but just listening to the production of your yeah. music, you, you're you a sound engineer, and everything that I've heard that you've done, I really, really love. And, Thank uh, you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Just Thank really you. amazing I, work. I've, uh, I've been really lucky to work on some good stuff over the years uh, with super talented people. In fact, Sally, who I was just on, uh, I produced her last record, and oh, I'll, I'll I hear this wrap everything up. Sally and Templeton were singing backgrounds on that track. So, oh wow, that's a yeah. That just kind of kind of became a little family deal there. All of a I started to say we're keeping we're keeping it all in the family today. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. I do want I Mary did Kate, want to thank say you so much. Yeah, I, I did want to say very quickly, Sam. I have always loved your recordings, your music. And and Thank so you. you you kind of take a back seat and promote Templeton, but you are an extremely talented performer yourself. Well, and, thank uh, you. I thank just you want to get much. that out well, there. And, and by the way, Lance Callan said uh, he'd be listening. So Lance Callan said he'd be listening today, so say something nice about him. So you can or not. I mean, oh, it's kind of up to you. Lance but. Callan is... Lance Callan is one of the most talented songwriters on this blue ball that we live on. That guy, <laughs> he and I wrote a ton of stuff like way back in the day, and I still yeah. play those songs. I mean, they've held up better than than anything. And, in fact, he just emailed me recently with a song that we had written like 30 years ago and said, do you remember this? I was like, no, I don't, but I love that. So it <laughs> it may wind up on my project. It's since since it's there's still a little light in the doorway there. I may I may stick that one on my new project just because. Well, there you, he's there you it go. I'm like, oh man. So there you go. But thank well, you. Go. Was, so Lance, if, if you're wanted... listening, that was very nice. If Lance, if you're listening, that was very nice. So that was your <laughs> compliment for the day. Go ahead, Mary Kay. Well, that's. I, I'm going to jump in here because that is exactly what I intended to ask you, Sam, is I wanted to comment about your new project because as a songwriter, if if you're like me, and I, I think you are as a songwriter, you look back to your old material like that song Lance sent you, and there's a bunch of really great songs that for some reason just get passed over, over through the years. And I'll look yeah, through back yeah. to my old material, and I think, what? Why? Why did I never record that? So I'm so happy you're putting this new album together. It's got to be very satisfying. 
It really is, and and you're right. I mean, and especially back in the days, you know, because I was a I was signed as a staff songwriter for I don't know fourteen, fifteen years, something like that. And you know, during those times, I was writing around a hundred songs a year, probably. So wow, yeah, a lot of them are for, and some of them are probably best forgotten. But but there are some <laughs> in that pile that that I hear occasionally, and I go, wow, what, why, what, why, how come? So, and I may go back one of these days and just like sort of uh, do an archaeological dig of some of those songs and see if there's enough mm-hmm. to put on a project, just so they uh, don't gosh. just wither, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you there needs to be more Sam Gay music out there, and <laughs> so that's my encouragement to you, my friend, is to is to do a well. little bit more. Yeah. Let's listen to Blue Eyes and All. And uh, did I say that title right this time, Blue Eyes and All? That's correct, Blue Eyes and All. I wrote this one with my buddy Porter Howell. Um, Porter is uh, one of the founding members of the band Little Texas and one of my best co-writing buddies and definitely my best fishing buddy. uh, (laughs) So we wrote wrote this one. Uh, This one's actually – quite a few years old but it's one of those the same deal i went back and i found it in the catalog and and went man i love that song so anyway there's that well it's a good one let's take a listen to it blue eyes and all we're talking with sam gay today on live from nashville
forgotten you You don't cross my mind I don't think about What might have been My tears have dried The honest truth Is I've forgotten you Blue eyes and all Oh, I needed to So I've forgotten you Blue eyes and all That is some fine songwriting Really beautiful Thank you very song. much Yeah, I Thank can you. see I why Thank you, that this needs to be recorded and on this album. Very nice. You know, Thank I you. I have a question for you. I know you got your start in Memphis, um, yeah. and you've been in Nashville for quite a while. Did I I got play started playing guitar and got involved in what music business there is in the state of Utah. Yeah. But being on the road, I've seen lots of different styles of playing guitar, and I've seen how the regions that you start off in kind of influence your music. Would you say that you have you were influenced by a Memphis style of of playing and recording and singing, or do you feel like what are your thoughts you know, on that? Well, yeah, I think yes and no. I think it's certainly there because. You know, you you soak up what you're around and musically. Right. I think, um, but honestly, during the during the '80s, which is like was sort of my heyday of of working around Memphis, uh, the music scene there was not. It was sort of waning at the time, and uh, of course, there was great music history. And I worked at a little old music store in Memphis and a lot of the old Stax guys and Sun guys and some of the blues artists from down in the Delta were, were coming in. So I got to meet and talk to a lot of those folks that had a huge influence on me. Um, and, and of course, listening to Al Green and, and, uh, you know, Duck Dunn and, and those guys, uh, there was a big influence there, but I don't know. I was, I was listening to Memphis stuff, but I was also listening to, you know, Bill Monroe, well, everything from Bill Monroe to ZZ Top, you know, that was my wheelhouse. Being at the record shop, just hearing lots of different music. Yeah, yeah. So I think it, I think it all played in. And my dad, my dad was an air traffic controller, but he had a bunch of buddies that uh, they would get together and play what I call hillbilly music. And it was everything from you know, Hank Williams to Charlie Pride to the Kingston Trio, you know, folk harmony stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And Dad played the upright bass in that bunch and sang harmony. And that was a huge influence on me. Um, as soon as I got a guitar and learned a few chords, I started sneaking up on stage with those guys. Mm-hmm. And just just because I wanted to, you know, they and they didn't run me off. So I guess I was quiet. <laughs> either good enough or quiet enough that, you know, I wasn't getting in the way. But that was that's probably you know my earliest biggest influence was those guys. That sounds like a really nice solid musical background. 
Do you, it, when you, uh, working here in Nashville, do you see any of the regional influences, or is that mostly when you're out on the road? Uh, well, you know, it's funny because Nashville is such a magnet. Um, I've been really blessed to hear a lot of diverse musical styles that have come here to record or have come here to, you know, take a shot at being an artist or a songwriter. And so, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was like, especially early on writing, a hugely diverse group of people. One of my main co-writing buddies graduated from Yale and moved to Nashville to write hillbilly music. And uh, <laughs> another friend that we were, were excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, his dad was actually like the head of the music department at Yale or something. So he oh, came okay. from a real, I mean, he was a super accomplished piano player and, and writer, great, great songwriter, a guy named John Tiro. He went on to have some number ones um, and then left the music business and, and is now a pastor. So, um, but between him and then there was another guy that had worked on crab boats in like, you know, before way, way before Deadliest Catch was a thing, but he had gone and done that for like a season to make enough money to move to Nashville and pursue his songwriting, singing thing. So the mm-hmm. hugely diverse group of people, you know, showing up in town. And so all that music filtered in here too. And I guess it all filtered through me you know, or in, into me in some way into and you. probably yeah. filters out along the way. Very interesting, yeah. Well, you're a talented guy, and I'm glad so many people have had a little bit of an influence on you because it shows. uh, Thank you. Again, you you need to do a little bit more Sam Gay music than you've been doing before. (laughs) I encourage you to do that. I am am an offensive lineman at heart. I'm a... (laughs) I'm a team player, you know. I'm, I'm, I like to be in the trenches doing the work, and uh, right. that's uh, right. so I'm pretty comfortable there. But I, but yeah, I, I intend to, I intend to record some more stuff along the way. I, a lot right. of my but, outlet for my music stuff has been in soundtrack things too. You know, that's been oh, that's true. I saw your credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and that's that's that, true. I mean, I, 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 how how do you go about how do you go about pitching something for a, a movie or a television show? I bet you've done something for Yellowstone, maybe even. But uh, have, but how do you no. pitch something? Well, it, honestly, um, a couple of things sort of just came to us. Um, there's a, a lady named Cindy Meal who did a, a, a film called Buck the Film, and yeah. um, we had a mutual Very friend. And Cindy reached out. Um, she'd heard some of the music, and she reached out. And she was working on a, uh, another documentary at that moment called Dogs on the Inside, which is a documentary about uh, they take these dogs out of uh, out of shelters, like kill shelters, basically, and take them to prison systems, and they they let the inmates work with the dogs on. Um, on uh, obedience training and that sort of thing, and it helps everybody. And right. so she asked me to do the the soundtrack for that, which I did, uh, which was something I had never done before, never taken on something like that. And it was awesome. It was nerve-wracking, and it was like, 
people, you talk about facing a deadline and going, yeah, can I do this? But, <laughs> um, but in the end, it was so gratifying to get to do that. And so, uh, and then Cindy had us do all the music. She did a, a, a thing called Seven Clinics with Buck Branneman where they, they did a collection of basically film that they had used in Buck the Film but showed more of the training side of things. And um, so we did a bunch of a bunch of music for that as well. And that oh, was also great. just really gratifying. Yeah. That is great. Well one of the one of the projects that you have is a young lady called Templeton Thompson. And <laughs> Templeton. the most the most recent most recent project is Get Back Up. And uh right. and so how did how did you fit into this, Mr. Gay? <laughs> well, I co-wrote most of the songs, and uh, we recorded it, the, the all the basic tracks, uh, basically in the room that I'm sitting in right now, in our studio at our home. So I played guitar, bass, um, did the drum stuff, uh, a lot of the keyboards. Um, so I did a bulk of the instruments here, and then... Uh, Again, Rod Rod comes up. Our friend Rod McCormack, uh, who's a great producer and who's in um, in Australia, uh, he agreed to come in and work on it too. So I did a lot of stuff here, and then we sent some tracks over to him, and he added his magical touch to it, and um, that's the way her record came to be. Well, let's take a listen to get back up. It's by Templeton Thompson, and we'll be back in just a moment. On live from Nashville. Never saw it coming, happened all at once, and now, now, this is now. I can let it break me, I can let it take me down, down, all the way down. That's not how I'm made. I won't be afraid. I'll get back up.
Thompson.com. You can order them there. And uh, I know some of us still have CD players around. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> glad to have that. But uh, yeah, we do. Well, I was going to ask you because of, because of the CDs, and you just mentioned some of us have CD players around. Actually, there is no CD player in our house, and uh, there is no radio in our house. So we do have yeah. a turntable in the house. That's kind of an interesting thing. We still have old enough cars oh, that we have a CD player in them. But yeah. uh, but where is it going as far as CDs versus uh, uh, these little computerized sticks that people stick in? What do you call those things, Mary Kay? It's um, oh, I don't know. Thumb <laughs> drives or. What are the, they? The little thumb drives, or? the memory sticks, thumb memory drives, sticks yeah. that you put in. Yeah, thumb drives. Yeah. So where where are we uh, going? Know, where are we going with music today? It's it's gonna all be digitally delivered. It's it's just yeah. the way it is. Um it's you know it's kinda sad because they haven't figured out a way to equitably pay the creators for for streaming. Streaming pays yeah. just a tiny, tiny little amount, and I, I don't want to get on the soapbox here. That's not why I'm here, but it's um, we in the last I, I I did a little search just for my own for my own information of like the, the amount of money that we were making for from sales of our music uh, over like the past ten years, and uh-huh. because ten years ago people were still buying basically primarily buying CDs. And our income from the sale of music, and we're still getting a ton of streams and all that stuff, is down by ninety percent. Oh wow! That that wow. that's how that's the reality of it. And so that's why you see uh, touring artists, you know, really concentrating on selling T-shirts and you know, yeah, more merchandise. Yeah, right. because you don't have a thing to sell anymore if it's if you're counting on you know, just selling music. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, again, I'm not going to get on a soapbox, um, but yeah, that's where it is. And that's where it's going to be, I think. And um, the thing that, 
what what we used to have was sort of a spigot, sort of a thing that directed the music to where people knew they could go get music. And there's a ton of great music out there still, but it's hard to find. You have to really work to find music, you know, to find right. the stuff that really Good stuff. hits you. It used to be. Yeah. Used to be you'd buy an album and you'd find four or five songs on it that never got on the radio that you loved, and mm-hmm. you don't. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing anymore, you know. So. Well, it's interesting, Anyhow. and, and uh, just this week I got in a CD from a young lady, but I also got in uh, a thumb drive as well. So it was a CD plus yeah. a thumb drive that was delivered, yeah. and I think I read the other day that for the first time. Uh, vinyl outsold CD last year, and uh, you know that's yeah. that's an interesting thing. And you know, like I said, we've yeah. got a record player here in the house, but we don't have a radio or a CD player. And so I think yeah. that's kind of the way it's going. But when I talk to artists, you know, today that's one of the things that we talk about. And uh, yeah. about the only time that CDs are played or are, are, are bought are at concerts because people want something to take back with them that maybe has been autographed and, and that really pretty right. much is the way that CDs are being distributed today. So right. interesting. And that's, interesting basically, that's basically why we have them anymore, you know, because we know that yeah. there's not really a retail outlet for them. So, um, yeah. but we do like to have some on hand for, you know, while we're playing gigs, people, like you said, people still like to be able to take something home. And, they take and something home they and they do. get it signed. Yeah, you know, they've got yeah. the artwork and all that kind of thing to look at. So I'm going to do one more from Miss Templeton and from the album Get Back Up. It's called Common Ground. Can you tell us anything about this one? Well, this one is one that uh, Templeton wrote with Sally, actually, Sally Barris. And, oh, all um, right. And I just got the honor of being able to play on it and produce the the uh, tracks on it and basically my job on this one was to stand out of the way and let them do their magic <laughs> well Not it's now. a cool song cool cool song and then, and well, called... I, I left out an important step and then and then take credit <laughs> oh good good yes that's the natural <laughs> there we go there we go all right this is common ground we'll be right back we could find common ground Each love a beating heart Yet we are worlds apart From common ground We all walk different roads but don't On common ground If the tallest tree can bend We can walk together, friends On common ground My 
<laughs> Sam, thanks so much for being with us today. We appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. She's made of music, Sam Gay. We'll be right back. It'd be fair to say she lives on inspiration. It's rare to see her feet touching the ground. I've never known a time when she's not singing. Even when this old world tries to drown her out She's the life of every party that she goes to She lights up the room when she walks in She's something new and something so familiar She feels like your brand new old best friend She's made a new her whole life's like a song You're among the lucky ones You get to sing along She's a melody that will not leave your head The kind you can't don't want to forget She's a complicated one-off work of art A mystery of moving parts A grand design Made of music. If you listen close, you'll hear a higher power in the way she holds a song up to the sky. She can move you like the moon can move the ocean without you even knowing. Show you how to fly She's made of music Her whole life's like a song If you're among the lucky ones You get to sing along She's a melody that will not leave your head The kind you can't don't want to forget She's a complicated one-off of art, a mystery of moving parts, a grand sign. 
she's made of music and a great visit with Sam. Mary Kay, did you have any fun today at all, dear? Today was amazing. I love how these two artists have a musical connection and friendship. It was really fun to, you know, hear each other's influence in both artists. Well, it was a ton of fun getting to meet and visit with Sally Bears today in the first part of the show and then catching up with our good friend Sam Gay. And mm-hmm. uh, we look forward to having him back when that new project's completed. So I can't remember that long name that he told us. It was a human be. cannonball, something about a human cannonball. So I we'll can get it next time. Cover art's going to be. Well, yeah, that'd be kind of cool, <laughs> wouldn't it? Kind of cool. But anyway, it'd be a lot of fun. And uh, uh, always enjoy our great guest on Live from Nashville. We want to remind you that you can listen to Live from Nashville every Saturday beginning at noon Central Standard Time, as well as the Campfire Cafe and Saddle of America that airs on Thursdays beginning at noon Central Standard Time. You can listen to these shows at equestrianlegacy.net, and you can also find them on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Mary Kay, have a great show tonight in Escalante, Utah. And uh, again, that is part of the Tater Festival. Oh, Potato Festival. Wild Potato Festival. Wild Potato Festival, yes. Wild Wild Potato Festival. And uh, showtime for her is 6 o'clock Mountain Time tonight so if you're in the utah area and want to go have a big time at a tater festival and listen to some great music just get on down to escalant how do you say it escalant how do you how do you say it if you're native escalant utah and uh, and visit the potato festival that's going on there as well we are going to close out the show today with a great song that you have just done my dear called Unbecoming, and uh, thank you all for listening. Be sure and join us next Saturday for Live from Nashville, and thanks again for listening. This is Mary Kay Holt. It's her great song, Unbecoming. Wish I'd never started wearing a life that wasn't Trying to meet the expectations Disappeared behind Putting all the pretty on To cover what was never wrong Till I didn't even recognize The stranger I'd become So I'm gonna be
I'm 